that's why the 10% principle is, is so great because it's 10% for every individual. So the principle could have been, everyone has to give $100. So if anyone doesn't have $100, then you, you're excluded because you, right. everyone doesn't have $100. But that's not the principle. The principle is everyone gives 10%. So for you, it might look like, from you know, for you, it might look like $100. For me, it's just 70 cents. Yeah. And for the millionaire guy, it might be $200,000. We all gave 10%. So we all gave, we gave the same percentage, we gave different amounts, but we all were involved equally in something. And so that's why another reason why I love that principle so much, because, you know, that the, 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 uh, the saying of who much is given, much is required. It's like, well, you know, you have something to give. Everyone has something to give. It's your time. It's your money. It's the clothes you don't wear anymore in your house, like whatever it is. Just give according to what you have, and that's good enough. Like don't try to be Jeff Bezos. You know, just be who you are. Give what you have, and you can do it right now, and it's enough. Self leadership can be lonely. It's hard to do the thing no one else wants to do that no one else is willing to do. But you are not alone. There are others dancing through the fight and laughing as they lead. Let's find them, swap stories, and live through this together. Welcome to How I Live Through This. I'm your host, Ann Roach, and I'm really glad you're here. Today, I'm delighted to be speaking with Mandel Conway. Born, raised, and still living in the Bronx, New York, Mandel was raised in church and is named after the great Nelson Mandela. Mandel is a drummer, a self-described mama's boy, a lover of learning, a connector of people, and endlessly curious. Mandel is on the leadership team at Costco, and he's a coach in the Akimbo workshops, including the Story Skills Workshop, where I am honored to work with him. And he has started a project called Giving is Like. Welcome, Mandel. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for having me, Anne. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> um, Mandel, you've told the story um, about your mom. And although she passed when you were 13, you've said that all you needed to get from her you got during those years, including the seed for the idea of giving is like. Will you tell us a little bit more about what giving is like is about and how it started? Yeah, sure. So giving is like is a project that I'm currently working on. And so with that statement, when I said that, including the seed for this project, it all originated when I was young, I wanna say I was about six or seven and I had the idea of getting allowance. And so I asked my mom, hey mom, could I get allowance? And she said, sure, I'll give you allowance. Uh, you just have to do some chores around the house. So she gave me the responsibility of cleaning and mopping the steps in the house. And the agreement was she'll give me $7 a week. So I thought, okay, great. I'll be getting $7 a week. I can surely do the, the steps, sweeping and mopping the steps, but she said, the only thing is that I'm, I'm no longer going to give you money for church on Sundays because up until that point, whenever the offering basket went around at church, she would just give me a dollar or two or whatever out of her, her own money. So now she was saying, "Well, you have your own money now. You can you can put it in you can put it in yourself." And so I was like, "Well, how much how much do I have to give?" She said, 10%. And so she showed me how to do the math. 
know how to move the decimal over. And so the number was 70 cents. I had to get 70 cents. And I remember thinking, okay, that's not a lot at all. You know, 70 cents, I still have, you know, $6 and change left. I'll be just fine. And so I was excited about the opportunity. I remember Saturday night, right before church on Sunday, I was excited. And then I, I was thinking like, well, why do I have to even break the dollar and give 70 cents? I'll just give the whole dollar. And so I ended up just giving the whole dollar. And that principle, that practice has, has stayed with me all the way until current day, uh, you know, 10% of everything that I make. And so I always kept that principle with me about giving and, and just giving not just money, but time, you know, whatever somebody might need. And then there's a scripture in the Bible uh, well, there's actually, there's many scriptures in the Bible where Jesus is telling parables and a line that he often says is the kingdom of heaven is like, and then he goes into a parable comparing something that's going on in current day. If he's talking to fishermen, he'll give a, a parable about fishermen. If he's talking to farmers, he'll give a parable about farmers, but it'll always be the kingdom of heaven is like, and I always love that line because it's always, it was always like, I know we're here on earth, but let me show you what heaven is like. And you could actually get earth like heaven. And so I was like, man, I really love that line, but I can't take that line. And I just kept thinking, I said, well, what if I did giving is like, Hmm. and so where I just basically say, well, these are all examples of giving. So giving is like, and one example I had was I used my own mother. I was just writing something. I said, well, giving is like a mother who doesn't know what her son will do with a lesson on giving but she teaches him anyway and then it turns out where he's you know giving for the rest of his life and and starting this project because i can tell you when i was six or seven and my mom taught me this principle she was never saying like yeah he's gonna be giving the rest of his life (laughs) you know it's just like it was just a natural thing for her that this is how i was raised this is how i was brought up this is how i'm going to teach him and it became its its own life and so uh, I kind of want to tell those stories of giving is like, and just going into many stories and examples of what giving is like. So th- those are the origins of that story. I love that. Oh my God. There's so many things there. I, I love that idea of, well, first of all, you're a master storyteller. So whatever, whatever puts you into a place of telling stories is, is exactly what you should be doing. Cause you're so good at it. And I love that idea of if you show up generously to something or to somebody, it gives them permission to show up generously in a way that makes sense for them. And you have no ownership or idea of what that might be, mm-hmm. but by giving them that gift, they can then take it and make it their own. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's beautiful. And one of, the, one of the things that's top of mind for me with this project is the idea of giving. You know, there's that saying that says, it's the thought that counts. And I always say, yeah, it's true. It really is the thought that counts, as in we should be thinking about how we're giving. So a lot of people just give, like, I'll use the analogy of some people would say, oh, I went on vacation and I got you a mug. But if I don't like mugs, I never drink tea or coffee. That's, I mean, you you got me a gift. Thank you. But it's if it's the thought that counts, then you should really put thought into it, meaning you should be talking to me, listening to me, observing what is it that Mandel likes? What is what is something that would be a good gift for him that would be beneficial? And then you give that gift 
And it's you've you've now given a great gift because you've given a, a gift of thought. You've really thought about the person. And so everyone's gifts are are so different, like what you can do for someone. I have a friend who absolutely loves magnets. Her fridge, her refrigerator is filled with magnets. So every time I go on vacation, I get her magnets. She doesn't care about uh, the other things that I get other friends because that's not for her. She loves magnets. And so one of the things that I want to do with Given is Like is I want to find out what is it that people really want or what is it that they really need? Yeah. And let's give to that. And so some of the ideas that I've had was how can I work with schools and find out, hey, what does a 10 year old student need? You know, does he need pencils and pens or is does that something that he already has? Does he need letters from guys that are in their 20s saying, hey, I was once where you were. This is what you should do. Or what is the orphan a orphan child need who's lost their parents? Like, what does a 12 year old girl need that's going through depression? Like all the gifts are going to be different based on the needs of the individuals. And so that's one of the main things I want to do with giving this life. I want to dig deep into what people actually need and give them give them that. Yeah. And you find that out by listening. I, I love that. I um I love that you said that you you learn that you learn what people need by listening. You you said something else there that I think is so important, the difference between acting and thought. And that sometimes this act of generosity or philanthropy or charity or giving can be more about the giver than it is about the receiver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a there's actually another reference to the Bible. There's a great story in the Bible where Jesus is in, in the, the, the temple with his disciples and it's offering time and all the uh, wealthy men of the neighborhood, they're all going up to the offering basket, holding their money and their big donations in their hand. And they're like throwing it in, making a seat, uh, you know, out competing each other, who can give the most, you know, who can have the most status. And then there's a, a old widow woman and she's like walking up there. She has only a few cents. And the Bible references as she gave all she had a widow woman who, you know, doesn't have a husband, uh, you know, she's poor and she gives all she has. She puts it in a basket and Jesus turns to the disciples and gave and says she gave more than all of them. And they were like, Befado, like, how, how could that be? They, they gave tons of money. And he's like, well, that's not really what giving is about. It's not it's not about giving tons of your money. It's not about making it about you like, oh, look what I'm doing, because at that point, you've already got what you came here for. You came to be seen. OK, we saw you. Good. But here is someone that's giving everything that she has. She's saying, like, this is all I have, but I'll give it. And he's like, well, yeah, that's that's greater in my kingdom than all the other showboating and stuff that, that people do. And some people do that. Some people give for tax breaks. Some people give so they can have a stadium or an arena named after them. People give for all kinds of reasons. But what I want to do with giving is like is how can we give from the heart, like with the proper heart posture, where we really want to help people and assist people, and where it's not so much about being seen. Uh, because honestly, my favorite way to give is to give anonymously. Like I like giving when no one knows. Like, I don't need you to tell me, oh, we heard you gave a big yeah. check to the school. No, because that's not the point. I want to give to help the person. So if it helped the person, then what I came here to do is, is already accomplished. And so back to your point about listening, oftentimes what I'll do is I won't tell someone that I'm going to give them something. I'll just listen to them. So we could be having a, a, a natural conversation. 
and you might say, oh man, I love Bruno Mars. And I'll just be listening. I'll just sit there and I'll say, okay. And then your birthday will come up and I'll just give you two Bruno Mars tickets. <laughs> and it might be a year later and you might like, wait, how did you know? Oh, you don't remember a year ago you said you like, I don't have to do it right away. At some point I can do it. And so those are some of the things that I like to do. And that's some of the things that I want to do it with giving his life. Wow. That's amazing. I, that's amazing. Oh God. We're on, we're not on video, uh, but if you, <laughs> you can see me nodding, um, the audience cannot, but so much of what you're saying is resonating. I, I'm, uh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so overwhelmed by this, Mandel. You you are definitely going to need microphones and headphones. You're, <laughs> you're going to be talking about this a lot. I am so in. One of the things you said earlier was that I I heard you say this about your mom that you had to give ten percent at church, but you didn't want to. You know, you said why not? Why even bother breaking the dollar? I still have so much left over. I'll just give the whole dollar. So that's actually more than 10%. And, and I bring that up because what I am hearing in, in, in how you're talking about giving is like, is not just that the, that the, um, that the giving is oriented towards the receiver and not the giver, which is like, frighteningly a new idea. <laughs> I mean, that should be that should be what giving is, but also that it goes beyond what is expected. It goes beyond what is easy. It goes beyond what is okay, I'm trying to find the words for this. But what I what I am hearing in what you're saying is not only can giving be about the receiver and not the giver, but it can also, the giving can go beyond kind of the standard norm. You can give something that is really meaningful to that person for a lot of different reasons. And also, how much do you really need to hold on to? And what can you let go of that may actually be easier to let go of. Yeah, it's, it's so funny you bring up the point that, the, you know, when I gave the dollar, it was actually more than 10%. Because ultimately, you know, that's really the goal. It's is not to, to keep a tally of how much you're giving. Like, oh, all right, I got to give 10% and I got to do it down to the, the needle. Right. Like that's because then you're you're missing it. You're still missing it. It's, it's just about, you know, the least you can do is is give the 10%. That's really the least you can do. Like, for example, I know someone who for one year, he said he flipped the principal and he actually gave 9%, 90% and he kept 10. And it was, and like you said, it's a, cha it's a challenge. It's like a push to you that you're gonna be uncomfortable, but once you do it and you come out on the other side, you're like, oh, I, I could do it. Like I, I'm still here. I'm okay. I still have my house or whatever, whatever the things are that you need, you'll still be fine. And so the idea is never to, oh man, I, I, I you know, I just want to give just, you know, just enough to say that I did it because yeah. it's not about just to say that you did it. And, and like you said, sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable and sometimes it's, it's a push and not only with money, like I've been in situations 
and it's funny because I'm at this I'm at this place now where we're talking about giving. I'm talking about giving a lot, and I'll be somewhere and and I somebody might ask me to do something or I want to do something for someone, and it's out of the way of what I'm doing or where I'm going, and I'll say ah oh, you know that's that's so out of the way I'm not going to do that, and then I'll like wait a minute no it good I'm glad it's out the way that <laughs> this is what it is this is what it's about this is a sacrifice this is what giving is about it's out of your way. It's out of your norm. You do not have to do it, but you you decided that it's worth it. That that you do it. Like the relationship is worth it. That what the, how the person will feel that moment of appreciation. Like it's all worth it. And so you go all the way out of your way. You go to the other town, to the other grocery store. You wait in line. Whatever it is that you have to do, you do it because that's what giving is. Like giving is about sacrifice. It's about being uncomfortable. If you think about parents. And how much they give to their children how many times has a parent been uncomfortable or had to sacrifice or to you know there were times you know my father would tell us growing up and he really lived this and embodied this he would whenever we needed something like a new coat or you know new shoes and stuff for school he never really had a price limit you know it was just like you know you want that you like it he was very aware that when we were in school that other kids, what other kids wore was important to us. And there was always that influence. And not that he agreed with it, but he was aware of it. And so it was like, well, if you want something nice to be amongst your friends, fine, I'll buy it for you. And if it meant that he didn't get a new coat or he didn't get a new shoes, he was okay. Like I always say, he was like a master of contentment. Like he's just okay with whatever he has. And so if my, if, if my son or my daughter if they want this coat, let's say it's a hundred dollars. Whereas my mom would never buy a hundred dollar coat. It's like, no, you don't need that. <laughs> he would be the guy. And, and often maybe my sister used to talk about this all the time. Like there's certain things you go to certain parents for. Yeah. All right. If you need a $150 coat, do not ask mom. There is, there's no chance. But if you ask dad, he'll say, all right, you want that coat? And he'll get it. And mom said, why'd you, why'd you buy them that coat? And he's just like, you know, just, just do it for them. But you know, that's just, that's just how he was. And so that was a sacrifice he made. Like, Hey, I, I might not get the new shoes, but my kids have it, you know, and that's, and that's a lot of what giving is. It's about that sacrifice. It's about understanding the other person. Yeah. He understood that in school, this is, this is what it is. Children love having what their friends have. They like Michael Jordan sneakers. They like all that stuff. Right or wrong is just the understanding that this is this is reality, and so he would do it. And so, yeah, absolutely, giving is it's going to be uncomfortable sometimes. You won't always be like, oh yeah, I'm going to give a dollar and be so happy about it. It's I'm going to give a dollar and I don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm just gonna I'm going to give it anyway. Yeah, I love that. It's like a tally of instead of tallying your ten percent, you're tallying ideas of gifts for people based on what you've heard of them what would what would feel good for them i love that taking that spotlight off of it off of yourself and putting it on somebody else makes showing up to that giving so much more rewarding so mm -hmm. much more fulfilling because it isn't that look at how much i'm sacrificing or look at how well dressed my kids are it's the i see them i know they need this mm -hmm. i know they they feel this need and i can do that for them yeah yeah definitely and 
And one of the things that I've learned just from being around different people and, you know, always having the idea of giving in my head is that a lot of people have this idea of I do for you, you do for me. Right. And honestly, giving is about sowing and reaping. You know, you, you give, you sow something, you'll reap it. But it's not really a, a something that you should consciously be thinking. Like, like you said, tally, like, okay, today I gave Ann coffee. Tomorrow Ann should give me coffee. Right. No. I might give Ann coffee 10 days in a row before Ann gives me anything. And I'm totally okay with that because I didn't give Ann coffee so she can give me coffee. Right. I gave Ann coffee because I wanted to give Ann coffee. And so sometimes people they make it so transactional, like. You know, I'm not giving nothing else for the rest of the year because no one gave me anything. Yeah. Well, did you give because you wanted someone to get? Because if you did, then you gave with the wrong heart and the wrong intentions because that's not what giving is. It's not about tallying. So even if you decided you wanted to tally, you'll be better off tallying how much you have to give because the fact that you can give says that you have a lot. If I buy you coffee every day, it's saying <laughs> that I actually can afford to buy you coffee every day. And that puts me in a great spot. And I say all that, even, even I want to be clear that I'm not encouraging people to put themselves in a position to be taken advantage of, because that's another uh, discussion of, you know, allowing someone to just take advantage of you. But I, I do want to make it clear that keeping tally of what you give, like, you know, last week I, I gave five people things and no one gave me nothing. It's, it's, you're missing it. You know, that's yeah. not, that's not what giving is about. Yeah, I love that. If you're if you're doing something because you're expecting something back, it, it's like apologies. If you're apologizing to somebody with the expectation that they're going to apologize back to you, you're you're doing the that's not the right way to give an apology. I mean, it you can do it that way, but you will be perpetually disappointed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, giving without the expectation of getting back. Here's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the complexity of the complexity of doing something in a way that people don't normally do it the complexity of seeing something or implementing something in a way that's not typical and how do you how do you stay in that space of giving with your heart giving that giving intentionally thinking intentionally but doing it in a field where that's not how giving is constructed. Is that making any kind of sense? Yeah, I, I think I understand. I, and are you talking specifically or in particular to in story skills or, you know, when, when we're doing our coaching work, just holding space or just really going with one student? Like I, I, I shared with some coaches that the way I like to coach is in my eyes is not really scalable because sometimes I'll sit with one student for a large amount of time and I'm okay with that. Whereas some coaches, you know, they might, it's, it's like kind of on automatic or robotic or it's just a line to get you to go somewhere. And if you don't go there, you know, it's like that. So I, I could see your question in that. Um, yeah. Scalability. There you go. Yeah. So some. So, well, for in terms of scalability, a lot of the things that I like to do aren't scalable, or at least uh, like our friend Tom 
one of the coaches, Tom says, is at least we haven't discovered how to scale it yet. But it's really that contentment that I spoke about of just being okay. Like I can do something that's not scalable and I'm okay with it because it had an impact on who I was addressing at the time, who I was with at the time. And that's okay. Like if it impacted, if it worked for that person, great. And hopefully the scalable part is when they go and do the same thing and repeat it, you know, for other students. And so just being okay with not being able to reach people at a large scale with my giving, it's fine. Um, even if you just think about giving time, like sometimes I'm at work and there are always people that they just want to have a conversation. And so I'll just give them that. I'll just give them the air. I can't speak to 300 people in a day, <laughs> but if I could speak to one person for 15 minutes and she tells me her whole day and all her frustrations and she breaks down and cries. And at the end she goes, thank you for listening. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, I don't need to speak to 300 people. I spoke to her in that moment when she needed it. And it was, it was good enough that she said, thank you for listening yeah. and, and, and went on. So that's part of it. Just contentment and being okay with each individual transaction or each individual relationship or conversation. Yeah, I love that because, of course, scalability tends to be about self as well. I mean, I guess, well, now I'm thinking about um, Jesus and the wine and the bread. I mean, he scaled that <laughs> and fed a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's one of those uh, and or it, it can definitely right. be about if you think about especially in the business context, a lot of people want to scale because they just want to be big and rich. And yeah famous. Now, if you're saying, how can I scale so I could genuinely serve more people? Then yeah, you know, let's let's talk about scaling. But sometimes it's going to be really tough to do certain things and scale it. And you just have to be okay with that, knowing that the work that you are doing is is good enough. And and who and you have to believe that who's receiving that work, like that's who it's for. Yeah. Just with that. Yeah. And maybe the thing that you're scaling is this idea of giving in a, in a new and different way, in a way that that really opens up the possibility for people to do more of it and do more of it and do and do it. Spread that way of doing it as well. Can you share a, a moment where you where you saw this way of giving make a difference for somebody? In terms of me personally or what where I did it and someone else like followed suit? Oh, any way you want to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so just a way, just a way like I, I told you, like the example of, of a coworker just, you know, pouring out her heart and soul. Like that's real. That happens. That happens all the time. You know, someone will just, I don't know what it is about me, but a lot of people like to just tell me everything that ever, <laughs> ever happened in their life and I'll just sit there and I'll listen and uh, sometimes honestly that's all it is is just listening you don't have to give advice you don't have to have an answer if you just listen and nod your head and repeat back what they said like they think that's the greatest thing and they're good with that and they they just need to get it off their chest and then they go on but you know without making this about myself I actually I give pretty often because I, I really enjoy giving and seeing the, the reaction on people's faces when I give. And 
there there are some ladies at my job who or it could be in any situation where they'll get a promotion at work or i guess we can say like i like celebrating people that's another form of giving like really celebrating people and putting the spotlight on them whether it's their birthday or their anniversary and so there's been times where people at my job have gotten uh promoted I'll, I'll give you one exact example, it, only because I know this person will listen to this podcast. If I, <laughs> if I told her, there's a I have a coworker. Her name is Shekan, uh, S H E K A N, and she had got promoted to uh, a supervisor from you know just a regular quote unquote employee to a supervisor. And there's a a liquor company called the McBride Sisters, uh, two African American women, and they have uh, these bottles of liquor and champagne. And they, some of them are titled like Black Girl Magic and things of that nature. And they have these cans and it is She Can on the can, like S-H-E-K-A-N. Yeah. Like, oh, that's awesome. Like yeah. So when my coworker got promoted, I thought about that. And I said, oh, wait, her name is She Can. I'm going to get her these cans that say She Can. <laughs> and so when she got promoted, I gave it to her and she thought it was like the greatest, the greatest gift ever. And I don't know what I paid for it, but it wasn't about the amount of money. It's just that, oh, wait, he actually thought about that and, yeah. and, and did that for me. And she told me, like, I'm not even opening it. I'll never open it. Oh. it. <laughs> so just like moments like that, I get a kick out of it. You know, just, mm. you know, how could I? It's like it's, it's like a tailor made gift. Like, How could I give a tailor made gift just for you in this moment or wherever you are in your life? Like, how could I just do this for you? in this moment, mm. and that's that's really what I enjoy doing. Mandel, <laughs> that's such a great story. And what I can't help think about is that I'm not gonna say a general we, I'm gonna just take total responsibility for this myself. I have these great thoughts or great ideas where I'm like, oh, I should really send this person this note or I should do this thing. And then it just, disappears if I don't do it right away, or I think, all right, you know, I've got it, you know, I talk myself out of it, or, or I don't do it instantly, and then it completely disappears. You're, you're thinking those thoughts, <laughs> and then you're acting on them. So it really is this combination of thinking first, and then acting. Mm -hmm. How do you, how <laughs> How do you, what advice can you give me for someone who thinks about things and doesn't act or sometimes acts without thinking? How do you combine those two things so that it's, it's a whole piece? <laughs> yeah. So first I will tell you that obviously I'm not perfect in that. There's been times where I had an idea and I didn't act literally across the street from my church. There are some, uh, some apartment buildings there. And one day, I was walking by and I saw like there was a fire there and everyone there, you know, had to evacuate. And there was like a note that everyone was moved to like the Red Cross or like a nearby hotel. And so my immediate thought was, OK, how can we get in contact with them and figure out what it is that they need mm -hmm. and whether I can do it at a personal level or I was I could approach my church with it and do it. And Sunday after Sunday passed and I never did it. And then when I called back, they were like, oh, we lost contact with the families or something like that. And that ate at me for, for weeks because I didn't act like I knew that I should have done something. I had the idea. And so what I try to do is when I when the idea comes, 
especially when it comes to giving, it's like this idea came for a reason. You should act on it and just do it right now. Just go now, go to the liquor store now, go to the, the bakery now, like make it a plan that you're going to do it no matter what. And the interesting thing is there have been times that I was giving something and I thought, eh, you know, this is a little over the top or I don't really have to, I don't have to do this. Like this might be too much. And I did it anyway, because the heart of it is, is pure. And whenever I did it, no one's ever said like, this was too much. Or, this is what <laughs> it was almost, it was always like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe you did yeah. this much. And so it's like, if you have that thought, and like you said, it could just be a text or a note or paying someone a visit or calling someone on their birthday. If you have the thought and you do it at that moment, so you don't give your chance yourself a chance to forget or anything mm -hmm. like that, uh, it, it goes over well with people. They really appreciate those kind of things. Yeah. And what I found is that when I'm doing it because I'm really drawn to it, because I'm really compelled to do it and I'm not doing it with any expectation then I'm just glad I did it. And I'm not waiting for anything back. I'm not, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, I don't know. I feel good about it. I feel good that I did it. And so if somebody else says, wow, I can't believe you did that. That's just gravy. I'm, I'm, it's already, I'm already fueled by the fact that I, you know, I, I thought of that. I knew it would mean something to that person and I did it, mm -hmm. but man, it's, uh, I, I've never regretted, I've never regretted when I've done it, but there's so many times where I, I've talked myself out of it and then, and God damn it, I meant to do that. <laughs> I should have done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's one last question for you. What do you, what do you hope for in the, for the future of this work of giving is like, where do you see giving is like heading? Wow. So I, I actually have a, a lot of a lot of plans. Um, one of the ideas that I have long term. Well, I guess I could start with this. So the, the foundation of, of what I want given is like to be is for people to have the right heart and belief in giving. And so that could show itself in any sector or any place. It could be in the workplace. It could be in church. It could be in your family. It could be in the schools, like it could be anywhere because giving is is everywhere. You know, in fact, most humans already give to themselves. So you already have an idea about how to give because you give to yourself. You know, when you go to bed at night and you sleep for a couple of hours, you, you gave yourself something. And so we already have the idea of it. And so I just want people to to really know that there's different levels of giving, like there's a different maturity that you can graduate to in giving and just to continue keep pursuing giving and thinking about the other person putting thought into it having the right posture not a posture of giving to get but just giving to give because that's what you want to do and knowing that everything else will be taken care of in fact the fact that you can give is proof that everything is already being taken care of so that's really just like the the core of the message but as far as ideas you know i shared with some with you some of the ideas of you know, hey, how could we connect with schools and, and figure out what, what young people need? Or, you know, the orphan, the orphan young lady or, you know, um, young boy or homeless people on the street 
or as I said, it could be in your family. Like you could have, you know, like Christmas is coming up, families do Kris Kringles and all those things. And hey, what is it that you need? But I've even thought about having a restaurant around the idea of giving is like, not that I know how to cook or anything like that, but just the idea of what if you had a restaurant that everything that was generated from the restaurant. So if I go to the restaurant and I buy a meal for $100, 10% of that goes to someone in need or some charity or something. So literally every meal, every guest that walks in the doors, they're automatically givers. So it's like, how can we make giving automatic? Like, how could we just build it in a part of our everyday life where it's not even a thought anymore? It's just like, yeah, this, this is just what I do. And so you walk into a restaurant, you order a meal, whether you know it or not, 10% of everything that you just spent went to someone. And I, and I'm, and I want to tell you about like, oh, thank you for buying this chicken dinner. You just donated to a, a all girls elementary school down the block. They don't have book bags for next year. Like just that kind of thinking and, and those kind of things is, is things I want to do. Oh, I love that. That sounds like scalability. Yeah. <laughs> love that. I love that idea. Just make giving more a part of the fabric of how you show up every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that. Is there anything else that you want to share or that you want the audience to know about? Uh, I think one of the questions that comes up often when people, um, they see the logo for giving is like, which is, which is an orange or it's a slice of an orange. And so when I was thinking about giving is like, and I had to name, I said, okay, giving, when you think about giving, I think about growth, because a lot of what giving is, is about growth. You really have to mature into a giver who's just not concerned about being seen. You're not concerned about getting anything back. You're not concerned about how much it's gonna cost you. You're just giving. And so I wanted to do something with like green, obviously because plants growth and brown with soil and then the sun uh, obviously because that helps that helps growth you need you need the sun and, and water and so i was I, I actually worked with two designers on it and so the second designer i worked with who actually designed the logo her name is kim and we were talking back and forth and i shared it with her and she sent me a bunch of mock-ups and then she sent me this one this one which was a with, with it's not what it is now, but it was a sliced orange. And she said, yeah, I don't know. I thought about this because I thought about as a child, I remember like having an orange and your friends would want one and you'll just like slice it and just share with them. Like you would give them a, a slice of the orange. And that just stuck with me. And I was like, man, I really like that. And then I, I liked the orange and I liked the peel and it, and something just spoke to me about it. And so I, I went with it. And so people ask me all the time, like, what, what is the significance of it? And that's the significance that you don't have to give a lot. Like you don't have, I gave 70 cents. That was the beginning of my giving journey. And I don't know how many dollars I've given, you know, since then, but you could give 70 cents. You can give a slice of your orange and you could impact someone's life. And in 10 years, you know, you might be running your own food pantry because you gave that one slice that one day. And so that's really what I want people to know about giving and also the origin story of that logo because it's something that gets acts often. But um, I absolutely love the logo and the colors and 
it, it speaks to me. It's one of the, my my proudest moments for sure. Mm. Just working with the designer and, and getting that logo. In fact, people listening can't hear this, but someone actually recently gifted me a book with a logo wow. on it. <laughs> and then on the back, it's me and my mom. Oh, Mandel. Yeah. That's and, just uh, beautiful. So I always remember that giving is like started when my mom gave me that lesson as a youngster. That is so beautiful, a powerful testament to her and the man she raised, but also that that concept of giving can go far past one's own life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, you mentioned that story, and I know that you had that on your Instagram. I loved that whole series of stories you told about giving is like on your Instagram. Where can people find you and hear more about giving is like? Yeah, so literally as we speak, I'm working on the website, which will be givingislike.com. I spoke to the graphic designer yesterday, so I'm, I'll have a website definitely in 2022. Right now, it's just my Instagram. That's really where I get all my stories out. <laughs> and so it's just, you know, Mendel Conway on Instagram. And uh, that's it for now. But the website is definitely coming. And I've had ideas about, you know, daily blogging or videos and stuff like that but whatever it is it'll be it'll be something with constant stories about giving and just you know like i like i say the the, the purpose of giving is like is to help people become better givers so that's what you'll be seeing just content about how can we become better givers even myself you know I, i'm not i haven't mastered giving there's still growth for me in my giving as well well i learned from you every day and it's just such a, a privilege and an honor to to walk beside you, to be in your orbit and to learn from you. So thank you, Mandel. Thank you. I appreciate you, Anne. Right back at you. The word philanthropy is derived from the Greek word philos, which means loving, and anthropos, meaning human. So philanthropy is at its core, loving humans. Love is the common thread running through all of my interviews this season. Every one of my guests loved the community they stood in enough to want more for it. They took steps, small at first, grounded in love and belief in their community, which yielded unexpected and beautiful outcomes for themselves and others. When looking at philanthropy through the lens of love, every action is an important action and everyone can lead from where they stand. What community do you love? You may already be a philanthropist. Do you give your time or share your talents or make connections or give that extra money because you love and believe in your community? That's the definition of philanthropy. So where do you see the opportunity to be more intentional, go one step further than you already do? If you need some direction, here are two organizations featured in this season that touched my heart deeply please consider donating to help their important and love-filled work continue. Old School Cafe at oldschoolcafe.com. That's O-L-D-S-K-O-O-L-C-A-F-E.com. And New England Blacks and Philanthropy at nebip.org. That's nebip.org. Thanks so much.